The following episode contains elements that may be disturbing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What up, what up, P silly listeners? Welcome to the podcast that takes the silliness seriously, the professionally silly podcast. It's your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, and this is the podcast where we shoot the shit and discuss a variety of awesome and a plethora of what the fuck moments. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a lot of them here. And if you're new here, I appreciate you uh, stopping by, you know, chilling with me today. I, I appreciate you, man. You know, and take a look at the titles of my past episodes. You will see that I cover a lot of random here on this podcast. Crew, crew crime stories. Wow. True crime stories that don't always end in murder. Cringy dating stories, paranormal experiences, and more. So this is pretty much a YouTube channel that you can listen to. So subscribe to this podcast and join in on the silly. Yes. Anyways, guys, if you're new here, this is the part where I share what's new with me. And I promise it won't take long. Okay. So I gave my family the gift that keeps on giving for Christmas. I did. I gave them all the flu, uh, which is weird because... I rarely go anywhere. Okay. Just, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand how I got sick, you know, cause I, I don't go anywhere. And when I go places, I wear a mask, I wash my hands, you know, I have so much hand sanitizer. There's all over the house. It's in my car, in my bag. I have it in my pocket. I'm very careful. So this, this, this flu snuck up on me for real. Okay. So, but you know, clearly clearly uh this flu wanted to be inside our inside of our uh our home badly this holiday season so the jones family was sick on christmas which is why you guys did not get an episode this past friday and i'm sorry about it (laughs) but i could barely lift my head off the pillow let alone record an entire episode it just was not going to happen But I made sure to let you guys know on the Professionally Silly Podcast Facebook group and on Twitter at It's Pro Silly. So make sure you guys follow this this podcast there on those social media platforms because that is where I will be making announcements about things like that that are going on here. But man, I was, whew, I was sick, y'all. I wanted to inject vitamin C directly into my veins I did but I I advised against it so I didn't do it but (laughs) you know but I I did uh I I did drink a bitch load of orange juice and you know took shots of NyQuil and let me tell you NyQuil saved my life it was the only thing that could actually help me sleep you know between the aches and the pains and the chills and, and and then the coughing. I I wasn't sleeping at all. I wasn't. And no, this is not a a, a night a Nyquil uh, <laughs> ad. They they're not they have not paid me. I'm just telling you they they saved my life though. Okay, because I wasn't sleeping at all. It's flu season, y'all. It is. Be careful out there. You know, dear flu. Uh, this was not consensual. <laughs> it wasn't. Shit, I want to press charges. Okay, <laughs> this flu broke into my home and attacked my entire family. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh my God. I also would like to file a restraining order against the flu thing. Upset. I am upset. Okay. Shit. If I see that, that bitch flu in the streets, I'm a cutter. I'm a cutter. That's how I feel about it. Best believe. Okay. Anyways, thanks for listening uh, to my rant guys. Uh, I appreciate my non skippers who, uh, who stick through, who stick it out with me, uh, in the beginning of my episode. So that's great. So let's go ahead and get on with the show before I lose any new listeners. Um, last week, last week we took a stroll down crazy X Boulevard. And let me tell you something. There is nothing, nothing like someone else's crazy X stories. Those are the most entertaining stories because it's not your drama it's somebody else's, you know, it's, it's somebody else's. Now I'm gonna let you know, you, you, listen, I got on my soapbox on this one. Feelings came up. Shit got real. I had things to say. Okay. But let me, t- y'all, 
There are a lot of toxic ass people in this world. It is insane. And how is it all the toxic ass people are in relationships? But what? But my my ass is alone and non-toxic as fuck. Make it make sense. <laughs> make it. This shit ain't fair. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and if you, if, if you haven't already, make sure you check out uh, my crazy ex stories uh, episode that I did. It was about two weeks ago because once again, last Friday, I didn't put up an episode. I was just too sick. But make sure you guys check out that episode and subscribe to this podcast because I post every Friday and you never know what the topic will be. But you do know that it'll be interesting. So that's that's that. Today, ladies and gentlemen, today we are going to discuss something that certainly makes you think. Dating is already difficult as hell, but sometimes it can be downright dangerous. Okay? These days it has become more and more normal to do things online, including dating online. But do we really know who these people are that we are talking to online? We got websites and apps like Plenty of Fish, OkCupid, Hinge, Tinder, Grinder. Hell, even eHarmony can be fucking dangerous, okay? The internet is filled with creepy and horrible people who could be lying in wait to change your life forever. But today... Today, I'm going to share with you something that I heard about called Operation Fireball. I came across this topic when I was listening to one of my favorite true crime podcasts, Crime Junkie. Hosts Ashley Flowers and Britt Prawat. I'm pretty sure I said her name wrong. And if I did, I'm sorry, Britt, but you literally never say your last name. (laughs) Anyways, these women share amazing true crime stories with us and they have over 9 million downloads which in my opinion they have definitely earned and the and the way the way they share these intriguing stories the the teachable moments their calming voices the stories themselves touch you in a way that you really wouldn't expect so from what from what i understand also the podcast something was wrong was the first to share this amazing story back in November 2020. But uh, in December 2020, one month later, the Crime Junkie podcast discussed something called, like I said before, Operation Fireball. It's a story about a about a, a woman in, a man in Denver, excuse me, who meets a woman at a restaurant who, um, who, who, who stood her up pretty much is what's, what's going on. And uh, the woman usually, the women usually meet someone on a dating site for drinks or something like that and when uh when when the woman gets to the restaurant she receives text messages you know saying that her date's running late you know and he asks her to order two fireball shots now for those of you unaware fireball is a sweet cinnamon whiskey and and they are dangerous let me tell (laughs) y'all i've got some stories about fireball y'all anyways the woman uh the woman her date never shows up But there's always a guy at the bar standing by to swoop in. And this man always leaves with the women and it's never the same woman twice. Now theories are running wild. They run wild. Is this just a new way to meet women? Uh, You know, be the consoling guy, you know, when there's a woman who stood up, you know, oh, hey, I'm sorry that, you know, your date didn't show up. How about I buy you a couple of drinks, whatever. I don't know. Or... Could this be something deeper, like a way to lure women into to be sexually assaulted, or could it could it have to do with sex trafficking? I don't know. Many women have shared their experiences that they've had with a man that they met online, and he always tells them that he's running late and tells them to order two shots of Fireball. Now, if you're listening to this right now, you're kind of confused, most likely, because you're like, "What?" Because I'm trying to tell you a little bit about it without you know, telling you about it. Cause I want you to listen to the rest of the podcast, but trust me when I say that this, this is going to make you think, especially my ladies here. Okay. I want to share this story, uh, to help get it out there. There could be more women who have experienced this type of story, untold experiences uh, that we all experience uh, could, could in the long run 
help us find more information that could lead us down a path that we didn't know was there. And I'm going to share a story with you about a woman who experienced this personally. And there's a good chance that at that time, she had no idea how lucky she was to walk away alive. This is one of those episodes where we get a little serious because the topic uh, was extremely eye-opening and it's something that I really want to share with you. Of course, it's me. I tend to, you know, make a few jokes here and there because I'm never always 100% serious. So, (laughs) but before we get into this Operation Fireball mystery, I want to remind you guys that if you have any of your own interesting experiences for the pod, email them to me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. There's a good chance that maybe you met someone online and some weird shit happened. I would love to hear those experiences. Email me because I do talk about a variety of topics here. Maybe your experience will even inspire an entire episode. So my email is down in the show notes. And uh, if you would rather go that route, you can uh, you can always check out my social medias, especially our professionally silly pod group. And you can uh, send me a message there or whatever. Just send me your stories. I want it. I want it. <laughs> All you gotta do is copy and paste the email and uh, send it to me and share your experiences. Show your support for this podcast and the hard work that I put into it by leaving a five star and written review on Apple Podcasts, whichever platform that you're using. Help this small podcaster move up in the podcasting world, you know? Oh, and I heard that Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, uh, they have just now made it so you can at least leave a uh, like stars, one to five stars, five stars being the best. So go ahead to your Spotify and click, uh, click five stars for me. Help, help me out there. Help me out. Professionally Silly is ready to be heard by some new ears. The more the merrier, I always say. Also right now, uh, it is thunderstorming in, uh, Georgia right now in the, in the part of Georgia that I'm in. And, uh, you might hear some thunder. You might hear some rain. I don't know. We'll just go ahead and just it kind of goes with the with the tone of this particular episode, so I'm totally down. So let's go ahead and get into the story after our commercial from Vance Global. How about that? So I wanted to share something with you guys that's super exciting. Recently, a company by the name of Vance Global reached out to me and they wanted me to try their products. Vance Global is a Milwaukee-based CBD joints and hemp manufacturer. Vance Global is providing us with a safer alternative to smoking tobacco products. And they have even created recently the most potent CBD cigarette out there, that Delta 8. So if you are interested in CBD cigarettes or you're interested in an alternative to smoking tobacco products, this is for you. And Delta 8, oh, guess what? They've got gummies now too, and they are amazing. I I ate a couple of them, and uh, I had an amazing night's sleep. My mind shut off, and I dozed. Goodbye, anxiety, and hello, sweet dreams. So check out their Instagram at Vance Global and take a look at the merchandise. And if you see something that you want, that you want to purchase, make sure you go ahead and use the coupon code SMILES, all capital letters, S-M-I-L-E-S, the word SMILES, to get 20% off your purchase. Once again, the coupon code is SMILES to get 20% off your purchase. Vance Global. I'll be sure to post the link down below in the show notes and you can go ahead and click and start your shopping for your CBD cigarettes and or gummies and more today. As a woman in this world, we have to constantly stay vigilant while we do literally anything at all, okay? And it shouldn't be that way, but it is. And a lot of men uh, see women as things they can own and use whenever they feel like it. And the, the, the danger can range 
from something as quote unquote small as cat calling us, you know, hitting on us or whatever, to something as horrible as rape and sometimes even worse than that. When when a man comes up to us and flirts, you know, asks for our number, asks us out, what have you, we have to carefully assess a safe way to let him down if we're not interested because a lot of men do not take rejection well and it can become dangerous very quickly okay and I know a lot of my ladies listening to this right now you're like yeah bitch you right because you know some men don't handle no very well oh you just man you gay you you, you a dyke that's that's what it is you know what I'm saying oh you you ugly anyway you you a bitch now that's just that's just on a on a on a on a rec, on a on a scale of of the smallest <laughs> the smallest type of I guess you could say negative uh, response to us telling them no but sometimes it can get worse than that for instance for my male listeners who don't quite understand what I mean let me give you a couple of examples of, of what I'm saying okay think back men think back to a time when you saw a woman staring at you and you thought that she wanted to harm you. Think of a time when a woman walked up to you and grabbed your ass or maybe your dick, I don't know. (laughs) Think of a time when you turn a woman down and she called you a bitch or questioned your sexuality because you weren't interested in her. How many times, men, have you walked alone at night and you were worried that you would be sexually assaulted? How many times have you been sexually assaulted because of the clothes you wore or how you had your hair? How many times has a woman grabbed a part of your body just because you were there? Now, I'm not saying that this has never has never happened to men. Of course it has. Of course it has. There's some asshole women out there too, okay? But... This is something that women have had to deal with since, since they were little girls, since we were little girls, sometimes as young as eight years old or even younger, especially if you're a black woman, because we tend to mature physically pretty quickly. Not we have our big butts, we have our thighs, we have our breasts, what have you. Okay. It is what it is. Now, ladies, I know you understand exactly what I'm saying. We have all been there at some point in our lives. I I can honestly say that I personally do not know a single woman uh, in my life that has not had to deal with something that I just mentioned at some point in their lives. Sometimes it's strangers and sometimes it's people we actually know. Now, according to ncadv.org which stands for National Coalition Against Domestic Violence one in four women experience severe intimate partner physical violence now this that includes sexual violence stalking and many other forms of physical violence one in nine men has also experienced that as well one in five women in the United States have been raped in their lifetime And let me tell you the statistic for the men. And remember, the women is one in five women in the United States have been raped in their lifetime. One in 71 men have also experienced this as well. Here's another number for you. 19.3 million women and 5.1 million men in the United States have been stalked in their lifetime. Now, I'm not saying that what happens to men isn't important. Of course it is. All human life is important. But what I am saying is look at these numbers. Women have to be careful when we go out into the world. The things that we fear daily isn't really on the same level as the things that men worry about. I shared, you know, a few statistics in the US, but let's bring in the rest of the world. According to uh, unwomen.org, globally, okay, globally, out of an estimated 736 million women, 
I'll say that number again, 736 million women. That's almost one in three women have been subjected to intimate partner violence, non-partner sexual violence, or both, or both, at least once in their life. 30% of those women are 15 years old and older. 15 million adolescent girls worldwide, aged from 15 to 19 years old, have experienced forced sex. We haven't even gone into the human trafficking statistics. Now, according to safehorizon.org, out of 16 million people who are trafficked, women and girls account for 71% of all human trafficking victims. 71%. 71%. Now, I'm not going to keep throwing numbers at you in this podcast episode, but I'm trying to show you just how dangerous it can be to be female in this world. I wanted to share all those statistics with you before I share the story of an experience of a Colorado woman named named Jez, an experience that she had, because when you hear her story, you may also see that there is a possibility that she was extremely lucky to walk away from this experience. And yes, spoiler alert, she did walk away, which is beautiful because there are a lot of women that are not so lucky. But this story, this survivor story, if you want to call it that, that I'm going to share with you could open the eyes of the women around you, the women in your life, maybe even your eyes. And uh, I want to use my platform to share this with you. In 2013, a woman named Jez, J-E-Z, moved to Denver, Colorado, and she was in her mid-20s, ready to see what this new city had in store for her. I believe she was like originally from Idaho or something like that. Anyways, man, I really remember... I I miss my mid twenties. Oh, God damn it. Good times. Okay. So, cause I'm in my thirties, my mid thirties right now. And personally, I feel like I'm already 87. So <laughs> mid twenties seems like that was a million years ago. Oh my God. Anyways, when Jez moved to Denver, she didn't know anyone. She did what we all do you know, these days when we moved to a new place, she met people online. She wanted to meet people, new people. So she went online, you know, and so she signed, she signed up for the site, Plenty of Fish. Now, for those of you that are unaware, it is a dating site. She meets this guy named Jordan on there. And he, you know, he was a handsome guy. And, uh, and the two of them chatted on the site, getting to know each other a little bit. And, you know, eventually he asked her if she would like to meet up with him for drinks. And she agreed to do that. She agreed, ah, let's, let's do that. You're new. I'm, I'm new to town. I don't know anybody. You seem nice. Let's do that, you know? And I can completely understand moving to a new place, especially out of state and wanting to meet new people. It's lonely without a circle of people in your life. I remember when I moved to Los Angeles, I didn't know anyone. And it sucked until I was able to make some friends. It did. So Jez did what many of us have done at some point in this day and age. Anyways, Jez and Jordan, they exchange phone numbers and Jordan tells her where they could meet. It's a restaurant down in downtown Denver that's called the Old Chicago. And um, this was probably about, I would say half an hour drive for her, for where she is or where she resided at the time. And as Ashley Flowers says on the Crime Junkie podcast, Jez made the smart move to drive her own car there. You know, meeting someone in a public space is also something very smart to do if you're going to be meeting them, you know, from the internet, you know? So being alone in a car with some random guy that you don't know probably isn't the best idea. 
you know, if you've ever seen any Law & Order episode ever on SVU, you know what I'm talking about. It's just not the best idea. So while Jez is on her way to the restaurant, Jordan texts her to let her know that he's going to be running late and that he's stuck in traffic. You know, so he asked her to order a couple of fireball shots for the both of them and that he will see her soon. Of course, Jez isn't seeing any red flags at this point and she agrees. Plus, anyone who orders fireball shots is usually a fun person, you know? <laughs> I like, like I said before, I like fireball. Okay, I haven't had any in, you know, in a while because I've done some, a few questionable idiotic things while drunk on fireball whiskey. My God. But yeah, <laughs> can I just say one more time how much I miss my 20s? Ugh, God. All right. Anyway, so... <laughs> So Jez, you know, she thought to herself, okay, cool. We'll take a couple of shots, break the ice. It'll be fun. It's fine. But she does mention on the podcast, uh, something was wrong on the predator episode that she wasn't really a drinker to begin with. You know, she just, she's never really been a big drinker, but she figured, okay, maybe he asked me to order these shots. You know, then when he comes in, he'll know that it's me or something along those lines, you know, plus she was the one who ordered the drinks. So she knew for sure that no one had tampered with her drink. Another thing that women have to be careful of. So she orders the shots and waits for him at the bar. And if it were me, I probably would have had a shot before he got there just to, just to loosen up because meeting new people can be, you know, nerve wracking as hell. So she got the, she got the two shots with her and uh, she's sitting at the bar and she's waiting on Jordan to show up. While she's waiting, I would say about 10 minutes after uh, Jess sits down at the bar, a man walks into the bar, into the restaurant, and sits down near her, but not like directly next to her. There's probably like a seat between the two, you know? Anyways, uh, after a while, the guy starts to make small talk with her. Uh, he probably thinks that she's by herself and he's bored, so why not talk to the pretty lady that's nearby sitting alone, you know? And I, I got to tell you, I have had some pretty amazing conversations with people while sitting at a bar. I, I love, I love a good bar combo. It's like one of my favorite things is to talk to people at a bar because people have interesting stories, you know, and when the liquor is flowing, the good stories really fall out their mouths. I love it. Anyways, while she's talking to this guy, she gets a couple of texts from Jordan apologizing for being late and, uh, you know, and, and with more excuses. And it got to the point that even the bartender was like, hey, you want me to put these two shots in the cooler for you while you wait for your friend to get here? You know, which is a great offer because Fireball, in my opinion, is best served cold. I don't like warm Fireball whiskey. Ugh, sounds like a stomachache. Anyway, at, at this point, even one of the waitresses there was checking on her because she had been sitting there alone for a while. You know, and she found it a bit odd, Jez found it a bit odd that the waitress was paying her so much attention because she was sitting at the bar, not a regular table. But she also thought it was nice of the waitress to check on her, you know. So another 10 minutes has passed and Jordan sends her a text saying that he, that he was just pulled over. Now Jez finds that a little odd because 10 minutes ago, you know, he was just stuck in traffic and now this, you know, and she's new to the area. You know, maybe, maybe Jordan is from another part of Denver, who knows, but on the way there to the, uh, to the restaurant, she didn't experience any traffic. And I believe she said she took a major highway. She saw no traffic on either side, you know? So uh, usually when someone has, I would say, uh, excuse after excuse is usually a lie, <laughs> you know? But anyway, she began to think that maybe she was going to be stood up, you know, which really didn't ex upset her that much because she hadn't really known Jordan Long. They never even met before. So it was no love loss. You know what I mean? Oh, and get this. Turns out later on down the line, like maybe a few years later, Jez realized that she uh, was gay as fuck. So it really definitely didn't really bother her that much that some guy that she has never met didn't show up at a bar to meet her, you know, like, <laughs> anyhow, she decided to just give Jordan a call. Uh, we're going back to the story. She decided to give Jordan a call to see, you know, what the hell's going on. She dialed the number that she'd been texting all day. And guess what? It's not a working number. Okay. Now you ask me, that's a red flag as fuck moment. That's just where I feel there. Okay. Cause she had been texting this number. 
you know, this is like, what, what did I say, 2013? So they're, did they have like those fake text app numbers yet or Google Voice? I don't know. But, you know, if you call a Google Voice number that you've been texting, it will ring. It doesn't, anyways, moving on. <laughs> I don't know. Technology has grown so much since 2013. Anyways, she dialed the number that she'd been texting all day and the number was not working. Okay. There was no voicemail or anything. It was, it was a number that did not exist at all. And now that is, that, that's creepy as fuck if you ask me. So Jez says to herself out loud, just kind of, you know, speaking aloud to herself that, you know, maybe I just got stood up. Damn, I think I got stood up here, you know? And the guy, the man that was, uh, that she was talking to at the bar, uh, you know, overheard this. Okay. And he offers to buy her dinner while they're there. You know, it just seems like he's trying to be a nice guy. They are, you know, they're both at the bar alone and, you know, and she just got stood up, seems innocent enough. Right. So he, you know, he says, Hey man, let's go grab a table together and I'll buy you dinner. So Jez declined and told him, you know, that she can buy her own dinner and it wasn't that big a deal, you know, cause it didn't really bother her that much that Jordan, you know, had all these excuses. She didn't really care. So besides she had already driven all the way there, you know, about an hour, about, about what I say, half an hour drive to the restaurant. So she might as well have dinner on her own. So she told him that she would talk with him, but she wanted to stay at the bar and purchase her own meal. Independent woman style. You feel me? So he asked to sit next to her and she said, sure, that's, that's fine. You can move a seat over. That's cool. Now, after a while, you know, she's been there, I would say about 30 minutes at this point, And she had to go to the restroom and, um, she decides she, she asked, uh, the guy that's sitting next to her, if he could watch her coat and her purse, you know, while she goes to the ladies room. So she walks to the bathroom and before she even chooses a stall to use the door to the women's room opened behind her. It just swung open right behind her. Jess swings herself around and sees that the waitress from earlier who was checking on her was standing there behind her. This waitress, the woman, she seemed terrified. Her eyes were wide and they were full of concern. She looks at Jez and says, I need to talk to you. Okay, so to Jez, this is, this is strange. She's, she's never seen this woman until today. She just moved to Denver. And now there is this, this woman that just follows her to the bathroom who looks extremely concerned. You know, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of a weird experience to have. So she just couldn't figure out what this woman could possibly have to say to her. That was so important. And I think many of us would have been a little freaked out if someone we didn't know frantically followed us to the bathroom. You know what I mean? So the waitress looks at her with a serious look on her face and says, I have to talk to you about that guy that you were just talking to at the bar, the guy that's sitting next to you. Now, Jez just kind of stands there waiting for the waitress to speak. And uh, she goes on to say something that would give anyone chills. She says to Jez, I know this is going to sound crazy, but whatever reason you're here, he is the one who got you here. He made this happen somehow. He is the reason you were sitting at this bar. Of course, Jez is confused as hell because she just, she just met this guy. He was, he just happened to be at the bar. He came in after she did, you know, and it's, it's just, it's a strange thing to say. And as far as she knew, this waitress was batshit. Who knows? <laughs> the waitress, wait, do they prefer to be called servers now? I think my bad y'all. I'm sorry. Okay. So the server <laughs> goes on to explain and she tells Jez that over some time, but she didn't really know the exact amount of time. It could have been weeks or shit, maybe even months that she's noticed this. She, the waitress, the server, sorry, <laughs> goes on to explain that she's seen the same guy and this, this exact same scenario happening many times before. A woman comes into the restaurant, sits at the bar, orders two fireball shots, and, it, and they always seem to be waiting for someone else to arrive. 
She explains that it's it's not always a date. Sometimes they're waiting on a potential roommate or something along those lines. And the the guy that Jez was talking to at the bar, he, he's always there. He always sits one seat down from them. And the woman who ordered the shots always gets stood up by someone that she was texting. So the server continues to explain to Jez that he has done the same thing over and over again. Offers to buy them dinner, suggests they get a table together, and most of the women agree and get a table with him. The server goes on to share that something seems off to her because he never comes back with the same woman. It's always a new person. Every time he does this, the new woman, it's never the same woman twice, but the routine is the exact same over and over again. So she tells Jez that when the women sit down with him at the table, the women, they, they drink with him, they have dinner, they talk, but the women that he sits with, they always seem more intoxicated than they should be after after the amount of alcohol that she's given them. Now, I've been a server before, okay? And it's, it's you can kind of almost guess, you know, uh, most people these days, all right, can take a couple of drinks and they're just fine. These women would have one drink, two drinks, or something along those lines, and they would seem to be way more intoxicated than they should be, you know, with the amount of alcohol that they've had, especially if they've eaten. This is just something you know, that, that she's noticed, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, this kind of implies that maybe, maybe this strange man is dosing their drinks. He always pays in cash. So no one at the restaurant knows who he is. And these women always leave with him. Knowing that she knew how far fetched what, what, what the server was telling her she continues telling Jez that she was the first person that she's ever had the opportunity to speak about this. Usually the women are too intoxicated to hold, the cover, uh, to hold a conversation or they were never alone so she could speak with them to let them know what she's, you know, the weird vibes that she's feeling. And she, she was really, she was literally waiting for a moment that she could warn Jez And the moment that she went to the bathroom, the moment Jez went to the bathroom, this server was like, I had to warn you because whatever is going on can't be good. I have a bad feeling that this guy is up to something. Now, of course, Jez has no idea what to do. This is a lot to take in, right? She just met this guy and this server and she's new in town. And all of this just seems kind of just just a lot, you know? Then she remembers that the guy is watching her purse. She left her purse there. Now, in the podcast, Something Was Wrong, the Predator episode, she did mention that her purse was uh, on the chair and her coat was over her purse. So her purse wasn't just sitting open all willy-nilly, but you know, it's she, she was in her mid-20s. We, we, we make a lot of dumbass decisions. We're, we're in our 20s. <laughs> But she's not concerned with, you know, her money being stolen or anything like that. But her driver's license is in there. Okay. And her driver's license has her home address on it. Okay. So she knows whatever this man has planned for her, it can't be good. And she knows that she has to go back out there and find a way to get out of there without him catching on that she's aware that she's in danger. This is a moment where literally anything could happen. If he can see that she's on to him, he could see her as a threat and things could, you know, they could go for the worse. You just never know. He could have a gun. He could hurt not just her, but the patrons or the staff at that restaurant as well. He could just have a complete shootout. You never know. She can't just walk away either. Because she has no idea what car he's driving. He could follow her. So many things must have crossed her mind after hearing all this. So she had to figure out a way to handle the situation in a safe but not an obvious way. So Jess leaves the woman's restroom and goes right back to where this strange man is. 
she doesn't have much of a choice honestly she has she has to find a way to finesse this whole situation and get out of there alive and unscathed if possible now as she heads back to the bar she's trying to remember if she ever saw the man at the bar using his phone she remembers she never really actually saw him texting while that while she was texting jordan never noticed it but remember when she called the number, it wasn't a working number. So the phone didn't ring while she was in the bar either. She gets back to the bar and sees that her drink is still there. And it crosses her mind thinking, you know, maybe this guy could have put something in there. Right? As we all know, ladies, if you leave your drink out for too long, just get a new one. Just get a new one. It's a lot safer to get a new drink. It might cost you a couple more bucks to get another one but it is way better than being drugged okay and then the worst happening you know what I mean so she decides to order an iced tea and when she does this the man at the bar seemed kind of annoyed that she did that he keeps trying to convince her to let him buy her dinner Jess continues to decline his offer which is good on her especially after everything that I just shared with you guys about this story thus far Jez has to play her cards right. Ladies, we all know that if we're going to reject a man, whether you're gay, straight, whatever, if you're going to reject a man, sometimes we have to find a way to do that in a way that we know that we can walk away from the situation. As I said earlier in this podcast, some men, a lot of them do not like rejection and you do not know what their response to that rejection will be. And sometimes it can be extremely dangerous. So Jez, she tries to be nice and she, she doesn't show that she's upset with this man or anything like that. She decides to stay there, you know, order her something to eat, you know, get herself a meal and just try to try to wait this guy out, you know, and hopefully, you know, hope she's hoping that he will just give up and leave. She's hoping that this dude sees that she's not going to be there, uh, that she's going to be there a while, excuse me, and he'll just leave. And But unfortunately, this man keeps trying to convince her to get a table with him and let him treat her to dinner. She makes it clear to him that she's not, that she's going to stay at the bar and enjoy her meal that she's paying for. So she tells, so, uh, excuse me, he tells her that he knows a cool spot nearby and they've got, you know, great lemon drop shots or martinis or whatever drink that they're famous for. And he tells Jez that they should go there instead. You know, of course, Jez declines once again. She explains that today has already been a weird ass day. She was stood up and now she just kind of wants to sit by herself, you know, get herself something to eat and then she's going to go home. But he continues to bother her, okay? Says things along the lines like, well, the day is still young. You know, we should live a little. You know, don't don't let, the, don't let uh, your day end on a negative note. Let's go to this other place. They've got great drinks, etc. right? And, and I got to say, by now, even if I were in Jez's shoes, I would have started to get annoyed and went the fuck off. But <laughs> I get annoyed easily. <laughs> now, I, I would have already forgotten about what the server told me in the bathroom and just cussed this dude the fuck out. Like, leave me the fuck alone, you goddamn weirdo. You know, whatever the fuck. Because some men just don't understand the word no. But this guy, he keeps pushing. Now it's getting dark outside. And this guy won't go away he refuses to give up so she decides to pretend that she's texting a friend you know on her cell phone and she pretends that her friend is going to come down and meet her at the bar and that that the night is about to turn around for her which I'll admit I have done that before pretend I'm texting someone or pretend I'm on the phone with someone to get someone else to leave me alone because for some reason having a phone to your ear or in your hand whether someone is there or not is comforting in moments like that. You know, I don't, I don't get it, but it, it, it does make us feel a little bit better, but that doesn't work either. He says that, Oh, you know, Hey, your friend can, can meet us at the martini place and we can all grab a couple of drinks. Everything she tries fails with this guy. He will not leave her alone. Okay. 
What he's trying to do, ladies, is he's trying to get her to a secondary location. Now, if you're a true crime addict like myself, then you know, never, never let them take you to a second location. If there's anything that you can do, fight back. Do not go to the second location because let me tell you, that second location is never a good thing when you're in danger. Now, Jez realizes that this dude is not gonna give up and anyone in her shoes, whether they knew what he was up to or not, would have been annoyed by now when she realizes this. So she, she tells herself, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, how would I respond had I not known all this information that, that the server told me in the bathroom, right? So she starts to show her annoyance with him. She tells him, Hey man, back off. I'm not going to go anywhere with you. What, what, why don't you get that? Right? This upsets him and he tries one more time, but this time He's, he's really annoyed. So he's not even asking her. He's more telling her what they're going to do. He pretty much tells her what's going to happen. We're going to go here and get drinks and your friend can meet us there. Okay. Now this pisses Jez off. And she says to him with a strong, annoyed tone, and I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not going any, I'm not going anywhere with you. What is it you're not understanding? You know what I mean? So he looks at her angrily and says, fine, whatever. Right. And he walks off. Now as women, we are pretty much trained from birth to be polite, to mind our manners. Right. This guy probably thought if he pushed hard enough, she would eventually give in and just go with him. Ladies, listen to me, please. One thing all these true crime podcasts and shows have taught me is fuck politeness. You don't owe anyone a goddamn thing. You don't have to smile nice and be respectful to motherfuckers you don't know. You owe them nothing. Fuck politeness. And I, I, I'm saying that, I mean it. Fuck politeness. You don't owe anybody anything. So this guy, he finally leaves the server and bartender, you know, they take that moment to walk over and check on her and make sure she's okay and talk about, man, that's crazy. I can't believe that guy wouldn't leave you alone and blah, 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 you know. And um, unfortunately, no one at this restaurant has any idea who this guy is or what his true intentions were. Jez, of course, was terrified to go to her car. So she stays at the old Chicago restaurant for another four hours. She didn't know if this guy was waiting for her outside. She doesn't know if this guy, uh, what kind of car, uh, if this guy knows what kind of car that she drives. She doesn't know what kind of car he drives, you know? So just walking back to her car could have gone completely left. Anything could have, he could have abducted her. He could have beaten her. He could have sexually assaulted her right then and there. Anything could have happened. Anything. Okay. So anyways, the bartender ends up walking her to her car to make sure that she got there safely. She gets, uh, she does get home safely and never saw this guy again. Okay. Now she decides to go back and look at the profile on the plenty of fish website and Jordan's online profile has disappeared. Okay. She called the police department to share with them, you know, what happened. She just, she knew that there wasn't probably anything they could do because technically a crime was not committed, but she wanted to share this, this, this strange behavior with someone, you know, just let them know that this weird thing happened just in case, you know what I mean? And of course, uh, unfortunately the police could not do anything. Cause like I said, technically no crime was committed, but it's just scary to think of all the horrible things that could have happened. But luckily she is still alive and able to share this story. What was this guy up to? There are a lot of theories. There are, there are now jazz never actually saw this man with the phone at any point of the evening. So this could mean that perhaps, you know, he wasn't working alone. Maybe someone else was texting Jez and this guy's job was to get her to the second location because he would not give up trying to get her to leave this restaurant and go someplace else. Could this have been a human trafficking situation? Who knows? Who knows? 
But believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, human trafficking happens all over the world and all around us. They try to work in the dark. They try to uh, be sneaky about the things that they're doing. But there are a lot of things that are happening. And there's only so many things that we can do to protect ourselves. Okay. It's clear that this guy has done this before and Jez was new to Denver at the time. So I, I don't think that it was a coincidence at all. Think about it. This is wild. Maybe, maybe this was a way to sexually assault her. Anything could have happened. So here's what I want you to do, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to share. I want you to share this story with your friends and family, whether it's this episode uh, a crime junkies episode or the something was wrong podcast, the predator episode. I don't care, but share it with as many women as you can. And I truly believe that this man was up to no good. And there's no telling where those other women are today. Cause remember he's done this many times at the same exact restaurant. This story could save a life. So please tell as many people as you can about it. I, I want to go ahead and shout out, you know, the server and the bartender for looking out for her, for looking out for a woman that they've never met, a woman they've never even seen. Thank God that that server didn't ignore everything she witnessed before, that she was able to find a way to be awkward, to be weird, and to tell someone something that just seemed ridiculously wild. She took a chance on, 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 on just not responding well to what she was saying because she wanted to protect her. Shout out to both of them for that. Thank God she took that chance to warn Jez. Thank God that she had two guardian angels at that restaurant that night who made sure that she was safe, the server and the bartender. This could have taken a completely different turn had they not paid attention, had they not tried to warn her, had they, you know, I'm glad that they were there because, you know, there's something that we have to do, ladies and gentlemen, we have to look out for one another. There are people out there who want to hurt you or worse. We must protect one another. If you see something, please say something. I say this because after that episode of Crime Junkie, many people contacted their podcast, uh, Crime Junkie, to share their experiences that they, that they had that were similar to the story that I just shared with you. Not just in Denver, but from all over the country. Florida, Washington, California, Tennessee, Michigan. These stories even included the two fireball shots detail or maybe another specific drink that was ordered by someone who is waiting for someone else. More phone numbers that don't actually work. And some guy swoops in at the bar and offers to buy them dinner and tries to get these women to leave with them. Same exact story that you just heard in different locations. This is happening all over the country. And there is a good chance that there is more than one man who is doing this. Is this an organized crime situation for sex trafficking? Is it one man who is just, who is sexually assaulting this woman? There is these women, there's no telling, but I tell you what, the outcome cannot be good. And also even, even if some of these experiences was just some guy trying a new pickup angle to, to meet women, it's still gross as hell because you are manipulating someone to get them to a location to, to meet you. And I feel like if you're able to manipulate, even on a small scale, you are able to manipulate them on a larger scale and you cannot be trusted. If you want to hear more about uh, what Crime Junkie has discovered, take a listen to their episode, Operation Fireball 2.0. It was published February 15th of 2021 of this year. And this story is so much deeper than what I shared with you 
but Ashley Flowers tells it much better than I ever could. She actually interviews the bartender and the waitress that helped Jez that night. They even interviewed an FBI agent about this topic, and it was an amazing episode. Make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. Also, check out the Something Was Wrong episode entitled Predator. That was published November 7th, uh, 2020, when Jez, she tells the story herself. Guys, <laughs> you have some homework to do, but it's definitely interesting homework. So you want to go ahead and take a listen to Fireball that happened December 2020, Fireball 2.0, February 2021, and the original story told by Jez herself on the Something Was Wrong podcast episode that was entitled Predator that came out November 2020. Make sure you guys check out those podcast episodes because they, they're they're amazing. They're, it's just so eye-opening listening to these stories and, 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 and understanding that this is happening all over the world. And some women may not be as lucky as Jez was. Also, the women that we discussed in this episode, uh, Jez has um, one of her own podcasts as well. Yes, it's called Let's Get Back to Questionable Inappropriate Advice Plus More podcast. It's also uh, an LGBTQIA plus podcast. So it's, uh, I'm very excited to listen to it. I have not heard her podcast yet, but I did hear a clip of someone else talking about it. And I was like, Ooh, I got to check this out. I got to check this out. So I have subscribed to her podcast on Spotify. And I believe all the ones that I mentioned can be found Spotify, Apple podcasts, what have you all over, all over the place, but definitely, definitely take a look at those podcasts that I just discussed. It's, it's been a while since uh, we've had a PSC, a podcast shout out corner <laughs> on this, on this podcast. So uh, there's three right there. Something was wrong, uh, crime junkie, and let's get back to questionable inappropriate advice plus more podcasts. So make sure you guys go ahead and check those out. If there's anything that you can take from this podcast episode, it's fuck politeness. I will say it again, fuck politeness. Ladies, you do not have to be nice. You don't have to smile more. You don't have to do anything to make men feel more comfortable around you. That is not your job, okay? I'm speaking mostly to my ladies here, clearly, but you know, I guess the same can go for fellas too, depending on, you know, what your situation is. Because let me tell you something, you never truly know anyone. So please be aware of the people that you're meeting online. It can be literally anyone behind that screen that you're talking to. Like my girls from the, from the, my favorite murder podcast say, stay sexy and don't get murdered. Okay, <laughs> this is this is important information. Fuck politeness, professionally silly life rules people. If you work in a restaurant or a bar, please pay attention to your surroundings so the people that enter your establishment do not allow someone to use your place of business to harm people. If you can pick up on small little things like, like this server and this bartender did in this story, say something, don't ignore it. You know, pay attention, protect each other, look out for one another. I'm not saying go out and be afraid of living life. Not everyone online is wanting to murder you or serial kill you. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're a woman, you you just, it's just, it's just safer to pay attention. Just be vigilant to what's going on around you. You know what I mean? That's all I'm trying to say. And if you see something, speak up. You could save a life. If you go out to meet someone online, screenshot that shit and send it to someone that you trust. Communicate with your loved ones and trust your gut. And once again, most importantly, look out for one another. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And uh, I'm really glad that you're here with me. And I hope that you learned something, you know, or at least I hope that you at least just enjoyed uh, hearing about this because as dark as this topic is, as dark as this, as the ending of the story could have been, it was dark for some women who did experience uh, these types of situations. Some women are not as lucky as Jez. 
and some women have never been seen again, you know? So um, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. And as I said before, please share this episode with as many people as you can, especially females, and keep them safe. Because a lot of them are walking around completely unaware, especially our young women out there. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's important to me that even if it's not this episode, even, even if it's the, the story that Jez tells on, on the Something Was Wrong podcast, the, 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 the podcast episode entitled Predator, even if, it, even if you're listening to Fireball, Operation Fireball, or Operation Fireball 2.0 on the Crime, on the crime Junkie podcast, I don't care how you hear this, I just want you to listen and share it with as many people as you can. You know, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. Make sure you guys check out the podcast, Twitter and Instagram at It's Pro Silly. And of course, check out the Professionally Silly Pod Group on Facebook. Feel free to post stuff there. It's our our little silly forum, if you will. If you want to join in on the silly and you have any stories or experiences that you want to share, email them to me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. It can literally be about anything as long as it's interesting. There's a good chance that your story could inspire an entire episode topic, so send them in. Also, you can leave me messages on the Anchor app or my Google Voice number, which is 805-664-1828. Leave me a voicemail or a text message and I'll put you on the podcast unless you, you know, you say otherwise and you're, you're not into that. Just let me know. But I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. Once again, guys, thank you so much for chilling with me and coming back every week. And I'm so glad that you're here. Yay. If this is your first time listening, I hope that you decide to come back and join me every Friday as we get professionally silly. Usually the topics that I discuss here are a little bit on the lighter side, but every now and then I like to come in and educate you about something interesting. You know what I mean? Please support this podcast by leaving reviews on whichever podcast directory that you're using, especially Apple Podcasts, if you've got that. Share this podcast with a friend, and because uh, I think they would enjoy themselves too, okay? So share the silly with as many as you can and let them know that uh, this podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Leaving a five-star and written review on someone's podcast, especially Apple Podcasts, is extremely helpful. I'm telling you, I'm not talking about just me. If you are listening to a podcast every week and you're tuning in and you're enjoying yourself, just take a second, go to your favorite podcasting platform and just hit that five-star, leave a review. Oh, I like her voice or her stories are nice or he's funny, what have you. Leave them a review and help that podcaster reach new levels of success because we cannot do it without you. All right, to make sure you guys check out the show notes for some more bonus information. I got my social media links down there. I've included my link tree, which has the links to all of my most used social media platforms. So check that out. I've got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, two YouTube channels and more. And it's all in one spot. Uh, just click my link tree app. All right, your girl is finally on Cameo. Yay! I'm out here hustling, y'all. I'm out here hustling. (laughs) And for those of you who would like to have shout outs or personalized video message from yours truly, (laughs) or maybe a friend or a family member would like that, I don't know. Whoever, you know, it could be a lot of fun. It could be a special occasion, a birthday, a holiday, what have you. Hit me up on my Cameo page at Amber Smiles Jones. And uh, I've done about, I don't know, 20, 21 cameos so far. And it's a lot of fun. It really is. So check me out on Cameo at Amber Smiles Jones. I put that link in the show notes as well. Also, guys, good news for my Professionally Silly YouTube channel. I have finally been able to set up a membership program for my YouTube channel. So if you are interested and in, uh, in paying $6.99 a month for on my YouTube channel, Uh, You get a lot of fun perks for that. You get to see my videos before everyone else. Your comments will stand out in the uh, comment section as well as in the live streams because you have a cute little badge next to your name, which is dope. And of course, I will shout you out. 
I will shout you out and be like, hey, thank you for your donation, you know? <laughs> so make sure you guys check out my YouTube membership. I'll be sure to go ahead and put that link down in the description, in the show notes as well. And for those of you that are interested in writing me or sending things, my P.O. Box is Amber Smiles Jones, P.O. Box 533, Lovejoy, Georgia, 30250. Once again, P.O. Box 533, Lovejoy, Georgia, 30250. That's going to also be down in the show notes. And you can send me anything you want, and I will open it probably here on the air, but definitely be posting a video of the unboxing on my YouTube channel. Once again, I'm your audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones, and thank you so much for listening to the Professionally Silly Station right here on Anchor FM, where I take my silliness seriously. Enjoy the silly while you can. Come take it seriously with me every Friday right here on the Professionally Silly Podcast. <laughs>